2: It's Thursday, and you know what that means. I'm glad that intro pops every guest I have on the show, by the way.
3: What is that?
2: (laughs) 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 Welcome to another edition of Day After Dynamite. I'm Will Washington. Welcome to Day After Dynamite. And I am joined this week by my guest. He is a guy you hear me talk with. All the time. Well, I have talked to this person on a podcast and in my group chat every day and every week for the last year and some change. He's Media Man. Every
3: single day.
2: Yeah, he is Righteous Reg.
3: It's your boy in the building, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Here on Dad. Your daddy is here on Dad. Righteous Reg, your boy. Holler holler at me. Hello. After a really fun show. My Twitter's been blowing up because I said it was a fun show. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you know what, though? I, I got a message right before the show that I wanted mm-hmm. to read. Yes. Um, and it was a kind message. and It was from somebody in AEW. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surprised to hear this. And so I wanted to read this on the show. Uh, but it said, Dad is on at three, right? And I said, Yep and say cool i'll be there truth be told dad is the only post dynamite show i watch and trust for feedback you always keep yourself informed on what's happening on our show so your feedback is valuable to me uh oh, sorry it's that your feedback to me is more valuable than even the retired wrestlers who talk about it so that's cool can't wait to watch and I, and you know who it was, Reg, but wow. um, W-O-W. but I was uh very pleased to hear that and thank you. I, I appreciate the, the kind words, um, and yeah, th- again, I, I don't even know what to say to that, but uh, other than thank you and thank you for checking it out, um, there's gonna be a lot to talk about on this show. Uh, as far as what we thought about the show, I think. We are probably going to fall on different sides of it, Reg. I think so, yeah, I <laughs> but think so. Uh, But yeah, uh, I am ready to, to talk about all of it. First off, I want to let everybody know that you, that's right, you can send us your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. Your both uh, help support what we do here on the show. They help support Grapp City. They help support um, just Fightful in general. Um, send us your Super Chats throughout the show, and we're going to read those um, during the show. And we want to know what you're thinking, what your feedback is as well. And again, you help support what we do. If you go to HumperChats.com, um, that's one of the best ways to support what we do. Uh, that's our Stream Lab solution. Uh, again, it's HumperChats.com. And I'll make sure. I know uh, somebody got on me the last two weeks on City specifically for missing a couple of Humper Chats. I'm going to try and be a whole lot better about missing the Humper Chats. And the f- sad part was the one uh, the person reached out to me to tell me that I had missed it. Let me tell you, um, I I saw that one during Grapsity, oh, but for whatever reason, like my brain read it and then didn't come back to it when mm-hmm. it came time to talk about it, so I never brought it up on the show. Uh, so I, I I pulled that one aside and I I want to make sure that we get to that one. Speaking of Grapsity, Grapsity. We're on a special day tomorrow. We are. Uh, and that was part of the reason I wanted Reg here is to really hammer into people's brains that City will not be on on Saturday because pretty much you can guarantee if there's one of them Saturday afternoon pay-per-views happening, we're probably not going on a Saturday. So exactly. we will actually be on Friday this week. So join us. Uh, me, Phil, and Reg will be here on Friday to talk about... Everything from the week. And there's a lot to talk about this week. There's a bunch. yeah. (laughs) And and we're going to be previewing um, Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. So definitely check that out. I mean, credit where it's due to Crown Jewel. The... The tone around the Saudi shows has completely changed.
3: You're right. Uh, I mean, these shows, for a you... couple of days this week, it's been yeah, a, little, a
2: couple of days. Nice. But, for the, most but part... for the
3: most part, it's been way different than the first show they ever did was like, you would have thought that some wild shit was going down the way that people were talking, the way I that know. people were reacting to everything surrounding it. And well, this were... time it's been way different.
2: Yeah, people were looking at them as like one kind of throwaway shows. They looked at mm-hmm. them kind of like those old... Um, like the old international WWE paper used to be right. like global warning and insurrection. and insurrection and stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, mm-hmm. the capital carnage. It's like, mm-hmm. eh, these don't really matter. They, they're not really like Canon. We're not even going to really promote them on TV. They'll just kind of happen. And then we move on. Uh, but then no, these like greatest Royal rumble was probably that. Cause no one's ever referenced Braun Strowman as a rumble winner again. Mm-mm. But, uh, after that, they have pretty much just become mainline shows and Mm -hmm. nobody's really angry about them anymore. They have just kind of fully been accepted into the, the Lexion of you know you're uh, gonna
3: get some big giant wild match so people are kind of <laughs> like they're actually interested in the shows now because they're like what yeah. could happen like we've seen Sean bald Mike- baldhead Sean Michaels before so we, we can see
4: <laughs> yeah
3: so <laughs>
2: um so that because that's happening Saturday we'll be doing Grapsity on Friday this week it's still at noon Eastern 9 a.m Pacific and uh there's there's going to be a lot more content usually like remember we were for a little bit doing city on sundays but now I have a sunday <laughs> podcast so I can't do that anymore so uh either way busy again, busy
3: busy man over here
2: i know uh i have i'm doing five regular podcasts at the moment and then uh, i guess A little bit of a way ahead of time announcement i'll be on the survivor series post show so that week i did a count i'll be doing six podcasts that week uh and i just i podcast a bunch you know who also does a lot of podcast content and also just does a lot for fightful in general he's just somebody we are incredibly thankful to have around It's Mr. Jeremy Lambert. Will Washington. Yeah. Hey, you don't get to be on the side. You got to be stuck in the middle. There Mm we
5: go.
3: Come on.
5: (laughs) Will, you want to start a podcast? I don't feel like you do enough, honestly. (laughs) Yeah,
3: seriously. What's going on, dude? Like, when are you going to get to 10 already? Come on. Yeah.
5: Uh,
2: Well, (laughs) like. You got to do twice uh, a day. Like, shout out to to, uh, Carrie, who noted on Twitter, when I posted the picture of myself at 25 and at 35 and she was like the guy and she's been listening to me a long time. So shout out Carrie who uh, I think probably goes back to Oh nine. I want to say, but she pointed out in my 25 picture, she was like, Hey, that's a guy who uh, would talk about wrestling and power Rangers and Mariah Carey and the Simpsons for four hours on a podcast. (laughs) And now here's a guy who talks about wrestling and power Rangers and, Uh, mariah carey and the simpsons for four hours on a podcast and i'm like (laughs) i'm pretty sure and i did the math and i started adding them up and i'm like that survivor series week i'll have done 11 hours of Mm -hmm. podcasting that week so
5: four hours that's that's if i'm lucky four hours uh but anyway jeremy how are you I'm, I'm well. I want to say that I don't like the accusations that Grab Sodi has to move to Friday because of this Saudi show. I think that's complete nonsense. I feel Grab Saudi is far more important than this Saudi show. You guys should be on Peacock. On the, it. the Saudi show should be, I don't know, can just bin it, honestly, can be in the trash can for all I care. Sure, uh, but you guys mm-hmm. should be running and then, you know, tell the Saudis to kick rocks. That's I'm I
3: saying I Are they should, like, move their show back at least. Right, Jeremy? Like, yeah. Come on. What are yeah. you guys doing?
5: I I don't I don't get it. No one wants to see Logan Paul.
3: Even though oh, no, he's gonna to win the title, go over. Yeah, I'm trying to say yeah. go over. So he's bad. gonna win the title. Wait,
2: wait, wait! No one wants to see Logan Paul. I could have sworn I sat on a fightful round table, you, you, Jeremy, where you were all over this, where you were like, "No, this is the best thing. More freak show wrestling." Look, I want...
3: that's really. He gets married, and the things just change, change, change. I see what's I, going I on forget there.
5: a lot of the bits and the jokes that I do. <laughs> well, I can't keep
3: this stuff straight.
5: Okay, I think I I booked Logan Paul to win the title by beating. Austin Theory this Saturday, and then Logan and Cody at WrestleMania uh, is going to be the headlining match. That's where I'm going. Wow, okay. Rock and Roman, Logan and Cody for the title. That's that's where I'm at with it.
3: Out the window with that one, huh, Jeremy? I see. What's uh,
5: I can't him. keep track of all the stuff that I do. <laughs> you got to get a know. little
3: notes app or like a little journal. Or <laughs> connect them, connect them all. Yeah.
5: <laughs> no one pays attention to me. I say whatever I want. People are just like, ah, mm-hmm. ha, Jeremy, he's hilarious. Right. Hey, Jennifer That's wants
2: to yes. mention. She says, uh, "Can we just talk about how amazing Reg's hair has been looking lately?"
3: Oh, thanks, Jennifer. Yeah, I appreciate. Can talk about that? how amazing
2: Reg is. Mm-hmm. Reg is, I mean, you
5: know, what's absolute
2: that? best. Absolute right. best. Has, has Has there been a change in the hair routine? Have you just
3: tightened? What's no, going on? No, nothing really. I don't know. I don't know. I have to get dressed for because we have a video podcast. That's it. And I just do my hair. <laughs> the, you get dressed uh, up for this stuff? I mean, I got to put on a shirt and, you know, my oh, hair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. Sometimes I just wish, like, we were just all audio because I'd just be naked in my bed. <laughs> all of these podcasts. I mean, the thing is, I would say. We don't know what
5: pants you got with... on. Do you have pants on, Bench? <laughs> <laughs> I do have yeah. pants on. Yeah. I only got okay. pants
2: on. I'm only going to throw Anthony Scats under the bus. But there was one time. Where we're, we were doing a podcast and uh and it was just audio and we I think we were talking about Christian or something, and he did the like chest slap of Christian, but it sounded like bare skin and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa stop. This <laughs> <laughs> guy's do you have a shirt on doing this show? Because there's no way you do. Mm-mm. And uh yeah. I mean whatever, who actually cares?
5: I'm with Reg. this stuff was audio only, I'd be in underwear maximum. Like, I'm saying. I mean the
2: thing is, hey, point. You have no idea what's
3: from the waist I just, down.
5: I know. I'm wondering. Do you, do you have pants on, Will? No, I
3: I or... have pants on all the time. Like I just like I, I. You never know when you might have to quickly jump up and then like our podcast <laughs> is over immediately. So <laughs> I
2: I am in uh, gray sweatpants mode. Um, Same. So, yeah. 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 So, Will. <laughs> it's that time of year. I see. You yeah, right? It is. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I just I like literally right before this, I just. I want to say finish the workout, but also like didn't really finish because I looked at the clock and was like, oh, the show's not going to happen if I don't like stop. So. Oh, geez. <laughs> Sean, what do you have is
3: pants going on for... here? My pants.
5: You have pants on? My pants. Oh,
3: my God. Hey, Come man, on, you, you on. guys. Sweatpants, sweatpants crew, y'all are being weird.
0: But listen, listen, <laughs> I came here to fucking party. Right here, Reg.
3: What What, what is going on here, you guys? Listen, they They announced There's Beans, there's all kinds of shit. Well,
0: what happened was as soon as they announced AEW Lexington, I said, Well, I gotta get ready. I gotta get ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna pay for those rubberita snacks. There's no way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my paper plate. I'm going to get my aluminum foil yeah. and I'm going to like pour them on the plate. I'm going to take a plastic mm-hmm. fork and I'll just carry that in. I'll run into no problems at well, all. You are
3: SRS. <laughs> They'll let you in with the beans. I think
0: so I was, I was in Toronto and I went with one of my friends and she was like, Oh yeah. Like, Cause I wore a fanny pack through the airport and all that stuff. She's like, Oh, you didn't bring that. I said, well, you're not allowed to. And she goes, well, we don't shoot each other here. So it's not a concern. <laughs> She was like, So you don't have to worry about taking clear bags, fanny packs, all that stuff. And I was like, My God. I was like, If Reg moves to Canada, think of, think of all the, the, the stuff he could farm and oh, just man. smuggle in. <laughs> it's looking better and better
3: every day, honestly, SRS over there in Canada. So, oh, God, I mean, literally. you know what, though? I,
2: I was literally just looking at Toronto flights this morning because uh, as. The folks may or may not be aware, but the one and only Miss Mariah Carey is uh, going on her... This
5: is Will's time to shine. It mm-hmm. is my time to
2: shine. Yeah. But look, she doesn't do concerts that often, but she announced... At first, it was uh, two concert dates, and I'm looking for the Merry Christmas album. Ah, there it is. Um, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> um,
0: I wasn't supposed to tell you this, but Jimmy got his wife second row seats. Wow. Look at Will Smith. Look look
4: on Will Washington's
3: face. (laughs) Oh my gosh. he's about to cry on this show. Oh no!
0: And he would have got her front row, but they had already sold them. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i
5: had the full i'm sorry will i had to do it, no, he's to do it.
0: here's the thing he specifically oh told me to son. not tell you yes right and Sean, live within, on like, air. the first
5: second of mariah being oh, brought up is like whoa whoa let me just kill will washington immediately it was, it was a
0: full day after i was told i held okay. out for at least 24 first hours off, uh, you really held on to that scoop Sean. listen look at you if, look yeah. if at you if the can hold off Mm-hmm. For for twenty four hours, I'd be swimming in twenty thousand subscriptions right now. <laughs> I did him a favor.
2: Let me let me tell you. I was even looking at tickets this morning, and I was like, "Oh, I could probably like pull off a hundred dollar seat or some shit." You know, uh, it's, it's a nosebleed, but at least I'll get to see Mariah. Because let me tell you, she's got. Originally, it was two scheduled dates. She's going to be in Toronto and then New York City. She's doing Madison Square Garden. Been in New York a million times. Been in Madison Square Garden plenty of times. But I was like, should I make the trip to Toronto? And then she added two more dates. So now she's got a second date in New York. A second date in Toronto. I have to go to this. You do. Toronto's a a great city, too. It's just a matter of where. Do I, you know, do I do this in New York?
5: will expense all of this i said <laughs> jimmy an invoice for my wedding because sean was there i filmed stuff for it i did I did, stuff.
0: I did pay for his like the what what would we call yeah, the it the dinner the, the, the dinner before dinner, yeah and i was yeah, like was i'm expensing like, ah, this <laughs> but i will say there like consider as, as i look at how scotia bank is set up there really aren't bad seats there for this i'll say that Having been,
3: Canada is the move. Well, Canada is the move. Yeah, Canada, Canada
0: in December. What could go wrong?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: not sure which I'm gonna do, but no matter what, you will see me in my. I think there's a Mariah Carey Christmas hoodie. I think I have a. uh, I have all my Mariah Carey Christmas stuff, and you will see me decked out. For, and oh this boy. is the second Mariah Carey album. I know that, look, I should have Merry Christmas around here somewhere. But Merry Christmas to you was just as good. I actually think this has the better version of All I Want for Christmas is You. This has the, as it was called, the uh, the extra festive version. Not to be confused with the super festive version that has Justin Bieber on it, but the extra festive version that was just had the cool little Disney intro. Uh, anyway, that's my what? Mariah stuff for the day. I,
0: I want to know what you think of that meme going around that I saw on a jukebox that was like, if you play All I Want for Christmas is you before December first, it's skipped and it can only be played one time a day after that. What are your thoughts?
2: uh ah, Just give me a phone call because it's my ringtone currently and you'll hear it no matter what. <laughs> it's crazy out here. It is. What Don't is call me during the show though. Not, because...
5: When it's not November. Is it a NBA? on song? NBC,
2: Brown Ball Rock. Okay. Right, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. That's that's my go-to at all times. Look, you grew up in Jordan era. That's That's the song you associate with basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, go Nuggets! Nuggets play tonight. But anyway, they play the Thunder.
5: They play the best player in the league, Shea Gillis, Alexander, MVP. Okay. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Mm. Just letting you know. Yeah. How about those Raptors? Scotty
0: Barnes is looking nice. Like, he is looking nice.
5: He is looking nice. Reg, and what, gave... what's up with the boys? It's there? early, Jeremy. I yeah.
3: know what's coming. You know what's going to happen at the end
0: of the season. We're just You're playing. still the
3: champs, right? Letting like let that, everybody that's... get their little shit out. Everybody's like, we're looking great out here. Wait till the end of the season. It's I mean, the, um,
0: the Lakers are 2-0 and since Will Smith showed up and slapped everybody <laughs> in the locker room. Mm-hmm.
2: It's true. And the one of those two was against the Nuggets. And I... I don't know what to do with that. I did not. I knew they had to win
5: eventually. I didn't want to be that one, but. I'm going to ask Sean here since we're on air. What are you doing on Sunday, Sean? Maybe going to the Bengals game. I don't know. Are you? Because I got invited. They're playing the Panthers, unfortunately. And I'm thinking about going
0: myself. I'm thinking about going. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. We're making deals, baby.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We should. I think we should. Hey, also, I just want to say, while we're talking about basketball. Looks like the Jazz and the Cavs both won. Like, yeah, they both won that trade. Now, I don't know yeah. how I'll feel like six years from now when the Cavs don't have a draft <laughs> pick until the next decade. Nah. But hey, if They're they resign, good. if they happen to resign Donovan Mitchell, seems like it's a winner. Kevin Love is playing like he's 25 again. Look mm-hmm. at him with arthritis in his knees. I bet. <laughs> I'd love to see it. So the wheels fall off, baby. I'd love to so see it. I'm getting the hell off. out of here. Oh all my, right i'm not I go, sharing John, my
5: beans uh, before i leave i do have one thing to say everyone go support our friend share delaware she had surgery today go she did say nice things to her go uh she has go fund me she has other things that you can subscribe to however you can support her and help her out go help uh share delaware all right i have Bye-well. nice well being
2: sent to her house
5: yes so. she does. <laughs> She lives yeah. in the friggin' middle of nowhere, though, because we tried to send her something, they're like, yeah, it'll be there next week. Like, what? <laughs> I know. Huh? I just learned that
2: today. I was like, I'm gonna have something sent to her, and then I'm like, okay, I forgot that... Yeah. Insane. It, it ain't like normal shipping where I get no. stuff same day.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah.
5: Bye, Will. Bye, Reg. Y'all have a good show. Hey, peace, Jeremy. Bye-bye. Alright, so... Let's
2: talk about some stuff, because AEW made some news this week, uh, and there's a lot being discussed. The,
4: whew, Hmm.
2: What story do I want to start with? Here? <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering which direction I want to start, mm-hmm. but, uh, here, here's what we'll go with. Uh, start with Colt Cabana. Yes. Boom. Boom. Uh, he was the surprise opponent. Or Mm -hmm. Chris Jericho. Some people, uh, Jason to us, uh, may have guessed that, Mm -hmm. and
3: some people, Jason to us, convinced me, and I was uh, from that point on. I thought that's who it was going to be, and that's who it was. So look at that. Yeah, Uh,
2: that's who it ended up being. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are seeing this being a message. I'll say this: as far as the word out of the locker room uh people are really happy yeah the, that's that's it uh I mm-hmm. heard in one direction um that people are really happy and I've heard in another direction people are really happy mm-hmm. uh and it just seems like it's coming at me as a um Colt was is somebody highly respected in the locker room and yep. nobody necessarily wanted to see him um ostracized for any reason whether or not they believed that it was because of punk or it was a symptom of punk or whatever nobody wanted to see that for him when he came in kind of with such fanfare in the locker room in when he came in in 2020 a revolution Mm -hmm. everybody was like oh my god we're so glad to get to work with colt and colt was a big help behind the scenes a lot of Mm -hmm. people just liked having him around
3: another veteran that's on the roster that can double as a wrestler and as someone that's been to all the shows so you know you can go towards him yeah people were pretty upset i think in the beginning when all this started happening because of this everything we're saying here they love colt cabana and they were like they didn't want him to get caught up in this thing that he doesn't really have any control over it's like it's not his fault that he's in this position to be sent away somewhere so yeah it's been pretty great reception that trent tweet i think people were kind of navigating to of him being like for the boys because like that's a this whole thing just seemed like a morale boost for you know across the board so i think that that's a a great thing you know
2: yeah i mean look look, here's the thing the people i talked to um have all kind of said we're just happy to see him back and in kind of a drama free way right like there wasn't any um like confrontation over it or anything like that it was just a you know, he's got a good attitude and people were like, we were just happy to be around him again and mm-hmm. we're happy to have him around. And so, yeah, it, it was, um, a boost. Now, of course the question becomes, yeah. um, we saw WrestleVotes put it out there that WWE saw this and is very aware of this and, uh, raised some eyebrows, you know, cause what could this mean? Does this mean that they have officially drawn a line in the sand? Does mm-hmm. this mean that, uh, they pretty much have decided in favor of the elite and CM, uh, the elite and Colt Cabana versus CM Punk. Um, time will tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know that necessarily to be the case. It doesn't feel like
3: it. it to me, honestly.
2: I mean, I think, especially with it being Chris Jericho and, yeah. and never thinking about everything Fightful Select reported with Chris Jericho's involvement in uh, Brawl Out, I you can at least say that. From Jericho's perspective, there was probably a message saying there's some
3: connection. There's yeah. some
2: connection. Uh and I don't know. I don't I, I still, if you heard what I had to say about the song Rhapsody, um I'm still not willing to say everything's just done. That's because, how I feel too. Because at the end of the day, wherever CM Punk goes, whether that's uh, deciding to go back to AEW. Like AEW takes him back and and he resumes this comeback run or he returns to WWE. Either one is going to have to be some kind of water under the bridge, right? Like it's yep. not like Punk left WWE on great terms and it's not like... Nobody's Vince, accepting
3: him back with open arms.
2: Like Vince is gone, yes, but also he had problems with Hunter too. Like it's not as if... either Any place CM Punk goes to wrestle that's not just like... New Japan, I guess, is gonna be a pill for somebody to swallow. Yes, and I'm not sure who that's going to be. Right. So I'm not willing to to make any anything declarative right now, right? Uh, because I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think I'm just landing on that. I don't think this moment last night. Is the re- like it's not like that's it, CM Punk's gone forever. They did it because like next week Cole Cabana could be gone again. Like, I think this could just be one
0: isolated moment. This show is sponsored by Better Help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
3: That does make the... the, it, It helps Chris Jericho with the locker room's morale if he has Colt Cabana come out, has this big moment, but that doesn't mean anything for anything to me. Like, that's I mean, just I, this I, one isolated moment for me, because it's pro wrestling, so.
2: We're we're still a ways off from CM Punk being a factor in anything. Exactly. Though, just because he's still hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether, you know, he comes back, and I mean, whatever they have to do when it comes time for him to return. Right. I don't know what that's going to end up being, but for exactly. now,
3: um, like, we're still a lot of, mo- like, six months off of that, right? Like, so the whole wrestling landscape it's can change injury. in that time, you know? Yeah, it's a severe
2: injury. Like, mm-hmm. there, guys, there are contracts up in the next six months yep. that, uh, exactly. that could also <laughs> be a big factor. Um, yep. mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, we just, we don't know. We don't know really anything. Uh, well, well, I take that back. We know something.
3: Yeah, we know something.
2: Uh, well, and, and just in regard to the show, we know some things. Right. Uh, And first off, I want to read Van Twin Blade. He sent a super chat that says, I have a joke. What is Shibata's favorite bread?
3: Shibata. <laughs> Pretty good, Van Twin Blade. I'm not mad at it. It's that adapter after Dynamite, so it works.
2: I'm a little mad at that, actually. The joke?
3: Um. You don't like it? <laughs> You wanted to get that off? I can understand.
2: Yeah. Um, Let's see. We've got a Humper Chat. Uh, This one is from Dana. It says, uh, for dad, that's me. Um, It says, without a full field, who do you see winning the Full Gear Eliminator Tournament? When it was announced, I immediately went to an Ethan Page Ricky Starks final, but with no attempt being made to heat up Starks like they have Page, I'm not sure. Um, Well, they're supposed to announce more participants this week. I still think Rookie Starks could win it, depending on who's in it. Definitely. Uh, I mean, it all depends on, I think, if we're pretty set on the idea that MJF is winning the title, who do you see being a big enough... So let me look at the calendar really quick. So Full Gear is November 19th. Mm -hmm. So then that means there'll be one, two... Three episodes of Dynamite between Full Gear and uh, Winter is Coming, which is December 14th. And so it becomes a case of who do you see having, I guess, the best potential three-week program with CM Punk, like obviously, at CM Punk, with MJF, Um, like it's something that's obviously going to end very quickly, but Mm -hmm. who do you see being able to have that program with him? Um, I would like to see it be Starks. I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's really the only way to make sense of him just like not being around after beating
3: Hobbs and now Hobbs is around. So getting heated up, baby, we're going to talk about that later. I think it's better in this position of exactly what you were explaining for it to be Ethan page, because I don't think, I think he's quicker to come back from what the loss to the eventual loss to max. And he'll be able to build up enough heat throughout these next couple of weeks to be a viable contender. I don't think Ricky should come back and then immediately being in a losing program. That just doesn't really work out for me. It'll be great to see him in the title picture, I think, but I think he can get there a different way.
2: Yeah, I could see that. uh rerun says uh for dad this show started on such an odd segment that it was hard to recover after the cole pin drop carter and jeff jarrett reveals this was the most mad libs episode of dynamite ever rick ross uh (laughs) lamar shibata on rampage you crazy tk (laughs) um i mean like it, it was clear that they're trying to do stuff to to Heat up that episode of Rampage because uh, it is in Atlantic City. It is live. Mm-hmm. Like they added Tyson to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think looking at it from the standpoint of the audience that Rampage has, why would you do this in front of that audience, and not from the standpoint of Rampage has that audience. We've got to build it up, and I think right. they're more so looking at it from that perspective. Uh, and let's see. And then we got. Um, Always a great one from Jennifer. Jennifer, you're always the best. Uh, And this one simply says, uh, "Happy Dad, gents." Thank you. Uh, Just sending some Thursday love. Last night was wild. Shibata Hobbs looks amazing, or Hobbs looking amazing. Nyla being hilarious. Hater and Tony booked. Moriarty got the show out a bit. Um, yeah, that was.
3: I like cute. the show, man. I I see a lot of people saying they don't like the show. Like it's, I've seen more people say they don't like the show than they do like the show. And that just goes to show that don't listen to the critics. If you like it, That that's all that matters. But I don't really, they cater to me. So I understand <laughs> why, like, Rick Ross is on the show. I'm going to say it's a great show. It's me, you guys. Like w- no one should be surprised about this. Like it's all downhill from there. And then to end <laughs> the show how you ended it. You think I'm going to be like that was a bad show? Rick Ross is there and my big homies holding the belt up as the show ends. You guys. It's catered to me. We- Lee More already <laughs> got a match. Swerves there like It's it's for, it's can... for me.
2: I could see why Reg is really happy with it, and there, there are things that on the show that may be happy. Caden, um, mm-hmm. by the way, says, "Hey, gents, I submitted my first AEW media app. I hope you get it." Um, yes, let's go. I know Kaden. I just got approved. Uh, I don't remember how. I got to put ago. some
3: things in. They're announcing a whole bunch of shit. Uh, like uh, six months ago, I was like, "When is AEW going to ever come here?" Now they're just going to live here in California very soon. And I'm I know. I was so as a matter excited of fact, I wanted about to, it.
2: I wanted to ask Sean about the that Lexington announcement, which is. Really odd to me because they're running, they made an announcement on this show. They made a few announcements, but they announced that they're doing their first Portland show. That's huge. Um, Big. They're going to be so
3: hyped over there in Portland for this shit. Yeah,
2: so that's Seattle and Portland same week. And then they also announced the Fresno show uh, the week after the um, L.A. show. So just this big West Coast run. And then Lexington, Kentucky, which is like, so far east over there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we're gonna do all these west coast shows and then not even stop anywhere along the way, we're just hitting Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting one. And these are all the bigger arenas. Yeah. Um, I know in Lexington, that's what a 20 something thousand seater, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna they're hitting all the major arenas. The Fresno um,
3: one is where they have all the if there's a big concert that comes through, that's where it is. Like, that's I've seen some shows there, I've seen Raw there, like. It's yeah, they're they're really going for it. It's not yeah. the small places like they're going for where the arenas is, where, where the arenas are. And I'm just excited because it's new markets, man. I get, I like, I love you guys in Texas, but every two three weeks in Texas is crazy. <laughs> like we like stuff over here too. Like come and enjoy the West Coast. So.
2: I mean, I will say they hit like uh, right off the bat. They're really trying to, um
3: because as a matter of fact. Well, this segment that the first segment of the show is going to lead us into uh, some more live events talk. So,
2: (laughs) yeah. So, I'm trying to think about this for a sec. Uh, So, they announced two. So, what? That's five shows that are announced for 2023, and Mm -hmm. the only one of them that's at an arena they've already hit is um, Kiaform right in LA. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, it's all new venues just to start. So, it's like kicking off 2023. They're trying to kick it off with a. All right, AEW is hitting new markets. And hell, even right. to end twenty twenty two, um the they're hitting Denver, right? Mm-hmm. And like uh granted, while I was annoyed that they said uh making our Denver debut, and I'm like, <laughs> Nope, you guys were here three years ago, but it had been three years and all that was pre pandemic, and so I can absolutely see how somebody like didn't even realize it could be a new show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, we haven't been to Denver. It's like what you have. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> the uh that that was the second to last show before the pandemic and so we really try to forget one. about
3: that that's why so we're just yeah. like nope it's new this is the first time ever yeah. don't remember the first time
2: I and I was there at that show and I remember a lot of people disappointed that Kenny didn't wrestle because mm-hmm. Kenny had broken his hand at Revolution Shit. punching the mat and so <laughs> I mean, hey, you know? hey, hey, remember Randy Orton was doing his like yep. shoulder thing. I mean, he was mm-hmm. doing his like pound in the ground and then all of a sudden dislocated his shoulder.
4: Shit happens
3: on your own Sammy time. Zane, remember he did his entrance and just threw his arm and he <laughs> dislocated his shit. Yep. Like, yeah, it's hard out here.
2: Yeah, it's, it's wrestling so what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember people were really disappointed that Kenny didn't wrestle on that show. But otherwise, that was the... Because I remember the main event was a lot of fun. It was scheduled to be Moxley, and it's just funny because this match could take place today and you wouldn't even know the difference. It was world champion John Moxley teaming with Darby Allen to take on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, literally a match that if they had it tomorrow on Dynamite, you'd be like, it's okay, that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then they jumped Moxley during his entrance, the Inner Circle did, so it ended up being a handicap match, Darby versus the Inner Circle, mm-hmm. and Darby, that was when he did the hot tag to himself um which was a cool little moment anybody mm-hmm. that remembers that so the that- question
3: off of that is do you think Kenny Omega's gonna be at this one
2: yes of course and that's where <laughs> we're going here because the other bits of news that came out of the show of course mm-hmm. was that we had two vignettes that uh were very newsworthy the first one was the first time we've seen this footage again great right. I was at all out I mm-hmm. haven't seen this footage Actually ever. Cause I was at the show and then didn't watch it on TV. Right. So seeing the footage, it took me a second to remember where this is from, but we see John Silver and Kenny Omega in the ring. And I'm like,
3: what, what,
2: <laughs> what is this from? And it took like maybe half a second. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is all out mm-hmm. where I was. So I, I've never seen this as video footage. Right. And then Kenny, uh, and it has, Um, hangman hitting the buckshot lariat uh accidentally hitting john silver and kenny pinning john silver um matt jackson has uh or might have been nick um has hangman locked up to stop him from breaking up the pin one two three (laughs) the winners of this bout and first ever trios champions and then it pauses and then the footage is deleted they were in avid by the way uh they delete the footage and then drag in interesting choice yeah The dragon, the I mean, that's what most TV, um, live TV content is is done on. But Mm -hmm. uh, we then see the footage replaced with Death Triangle winning the trios titles from Best Friends, and then they cut to a graphic of a live event that had the Elite with the belts in the middle, and then they're deleted from it and replaced Mm -hmm. with Death Triangle, and then we cut to the AEW graphic again, the logo. The E dissolves first and then the rest of it dissolves. I think that should have been a clearer sign because a lot of people were wondering what so stuff clear. Mean? Yeah, what <laughs> last week's stuff was supposed to indicate. But if you didn't get it last week, this week should have made it fairly clear that not only are the elite on their way back, but now they have a target in mind, and yep. that target is death triangle because Which... they
3: never lost those championships some yeah. trios championships never were pinned for them
2: yep never were pinned and so it looks like we're gonna see death triangle versus the elite when are we gonna Ooh. see it oh, probably full gear it's a match we've seen before we saw but it at... with the
3: chip on the elite shoulder you know this is gonna be <laughs> like you know like just them sitting and stewing at home for so these months and coming back and like all right we're about to have this match with these guys you know this shit's gonna go insane
2: uh yeah and you know because i was just thinking about how like do you remember at all out the thought on everybody's mind was damn kenny is like in the best shape he's like been in 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 years damn Mm -hmm. look at kenny yeah and then he like has got to do anything he's gone so stewing it's, it's, it's gonna be nice to see what they do and how they get to remind people of who they are uh but there was another trio that we haven't seen since in, in, in about a month. Yeah, uh, And as a trio, we saw them last compete at All Out. And they had a video package as well.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: that was House of Black. Mm-hmm. House of Black has returned yep. uh, or is returning on the way back. And you know what's funny is part of the reason people were calling for trios titles in the first place was because it was like, look at all these trios they got. They got Best all Friends. Right. They got The Elite. They got... Uh, House of Black, we've got mm-hmm. um, Death Triangle, Dark Order. Dark Order. There were all mm-hmm. these trios, and then it was suddenly like we looked up, Dark Order lost a bunch of members, yeah. and then the elite got suspended. And then, uh, House of Black, there were all these rumors circulating that they asked for their releases, and it was like, huh, you guys don't really have a trios division anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
3: They had to run uh Best Friends and Dark, uh the Death Triangle a couple times because they, they were like, Oh yeah, we don't have any trios
4: anymore. Yeah.
2: There's like not a trios <laughs> division anymore. Like you mm. broke up SCU and even still um Scorpios injured, so you couldn't even like run that back if you want to. There's like no trios division. What is happening here? Yeah. And it is kind of nice that in one episode I suddenly feel pretty good about trios titles again. Yeah. Um that I can look up and go okay the elite as trio's champions actually have somebody you could almost immediately put them in a rivalry with like yep. the moment they're back and uh you could do you could run back I mean you could run the elite versus um house of black in many mm-hmm. combinations are you kidding me yep. like I would love to see Kenny one on one with uh hell give me a few buddy options. has been dreaming say, about
3: this <laughs> you could
2: do kenny and buddy you could do kenny and kenny and brody uh, aspire and, too yeah kenny and brody kenny mm-hmm. and malachi but yeah. then the bucks versus uh buddy and malachi or mm-hmm. look, there's so many combinations you could go with before you do the trios match like all of a sudden it really spices things up to right. the point of where i look back at something tony said back at uh, right before all out and he said mm-hmm. that after all out this is going to be one of the best rosters we've ever had and
3: now it's just minus one
2: well yeah and so (laughs) it was right because it was like okay I'm like at all out we were looking at this crazy roster that's got all of these guys this is going to be nuts and then like you got MJF back all of a sudden the leader back like this is going to be a crazy roster and then One hour later, it was like, actually, there's no Elite. There's no CM Punk. Also, Malachi wants his release. Also, Buddy wants his release. Like, oh, shit. That roster that we were suddenly looking at uh, as being as as good as it is is suddenly, like, not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, it is kind of nice to think about the idea that all of that's going to come back together minus CM Punk. Yep. And I know there are some people who would rather trade – out having CM Punk for um, basically being rid of the elite and that's including Hangman, I would say that is just to me, it's tripping um, and this isn't even taken aside because I like CM Punk, as a matter of fact I thought CM Punk was having the best I won't say the best run of his career but I will say that I was thoroughly entertained by what CM Punk had done this last year, love CM Punk but let's just look at this from the standpoint of running a team you had a sports team and you were told you could lose four of your star players but keep one star player or lose one star player and keep four like it's kind of especially in the sense of you're running a company where you have to make matchups so having more people is good especially having more stars no it doesn't make any sense to me to get rid of four people to keep one when i can't even have that one right now exactly Uh, because that one is also injured so like i think i am looking forward to what things look like after full gear um
4: Mm
2: -hmm. assuming everybody's healthy because then also there's there's cole to talk about right like when is he coming back i don't know yep
3: adam Um, cole still there now we have uh hangman uh questions on where you know how long he'll be out what's going on with that so It's still. Which everybody's
2: saying he's in good spirits and that he's yeah. uh, he's still looking, looking. This okay, so that's good. Um, that you know, other they said he was pretty good like that night, but of course you got to follow concussion protocols right. and things like that. But um, everybody who's talking about it says that it's uh, th- it's not looking like Hangman has a necessarily debilitating injury in that nice. regard. Oh yeah,
3: so then when Cole does come back, we could do your kingdom idea, and then there's another trios right there. It's it's lit. The trios division is pretty lit. Yeah, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there are options all of a sudden, right? Yeah.
2: Um. Orion Ben says, so Reg Jeff Jarrett, huh? (laughs) May we always get bags?
3: I honestly, I have no idea. I'm very, I'm as confused as all you are too.
2: At this point. Well, talking about the show itself. So, the show opened up. Garby Allen, who got a big pop, by the way. He got a
3: really big pop.
2: He got a big pop uh, from that Baltimore crowd. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have to say, one of the things I like about the the Chesapeake Employees Insurance Arena um, Mm -hmm. in Baltimore.
3: That's a hell of a name.
2: I know. (laughs) Uh, One of the things I like about that arena is how bright it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Uh, well, A-Shock says, so everyone in uh, a trios and ignore the tag division. That's the thing. Nobody's ignoring the tag division. Yep. There's still FTR. They're not in a trio. They're yep. still the acclaimed. They're not in a trio. Like, there's options. There's FTR.
3: That's all you had to say. It's <laughs> this division. You could put anybody against FTR, and it's going to be hot.
2: But, so. but yeah. I, so one of the things I like about this arena is that the backdrop of it is white. And so what's interesting about that is that it gives it a brighter – almost unique view compared to every other arena. Like I know this arena when I see it, although Mm -hmm. last time they were in this arena, the hard camera was stage left and this time. It's now stage, right? Like most arenas are. So it like was the arena we saw before, but almost like flipped from uh, the way we'd seen it. But yeah, so we saw Darby Allen go one-on-one in a rematch with Jay lethal. I like the
3: match. I just want to say that. I want to start out by saying that. I think the ending it was got better a little than the last muddy, match. but the match was very fun. The Dark B. Allen doing the die spot on the satinum and satinum just swatting them away was an amazing visual. I love That's
2: it. a great visual. I mm-hmm. think that's the best visual. Like, I had an idea for that with Braun Strowman years ago where, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to see Roman Reigns, like, go for his spear and, like, basically just bounce off a of Braun. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. back in the I'm-not-finished-with-you days. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I wanted to see, like... That was a spot I wanted to see. I love that spot of anybody being super a, shredder. a huge person being able. <laughs> but yeah, the super shredder spot. Somebody just being able to completely stiffen their body. Somebody goes for their patented spot, and it doesn't even touch him. Uh, doesn't mm. even phase him. They don't move, nothing. Um, and I didn't even imagine that's how that was going to go when Darby went. Because Darby, hitting them dives. Darby, when he no, hits he those goes. dives.
3: Full force. Yes.
2: The full force. Like, it looks like a bullet's coming at you. And for Satnam to basically just take it and he just bounces.
3: The brother didn't mean, even, like, he didn't do anything. He was just, like, off me. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, man. That was amazing.
2: Like, honestly, to me, if you can have uh, Darby, I mean, if you, look, I don't know what Satnam's actually going to bring to the table, Mm -hmm. but little spots like that would be a fun way to continue to use him. Um, Yeah, he didn't bounce. But yeah, the match itself, I thought this was better than the last one. And I think part of Mm -hmm. what was better than the last one was how much more the crowd was into it. I feel like they didn't really care the time before. Uh, And so, of course, the thing people were anticipating was who was this mystery person that was going to come in and let me tell you when it was Cole Carter initially <laughs> as as fake sting i
3: started writing a tweet that's all i want to say
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was initially like not only did you build this up for a week mm-hmm. but i'm pretty sure like didn't he compete on dark with yeah, the Trustbusters? Yeah, not Toss Busters, Wild. with the factory like yeah. with the factory just like a day ago Mm -hmm. Um, and so
3: i was so unimpressed it looked so wild for a minute there will i was like like i legit sat there and i I was about to be like this is and then (laughs) things changed. but i've never seen a crowd more uninterested in a big moment than (laughs) what happened when cole carter was revealed as underneath that sting mask insane
2: yeah and so I was initially again like, uh, why did we do that? What does mm-hmm. Cole Carter have to do with anything? What does Cole Carter know even know about Darby to where he so says confused. he knows Darby's weakness? Mm-hmm. What? And then Sting's music hits, and there's no Sting, but Darby turns around and I shout at my screen, "What the fuck is Jerry?" <laughs> <Jared?" laughs>
3: Listen, at this uh, point, Will, I wasn't surprised. That's how much Jeff Jarrett does this. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, of course. Here he (laughs) is again in another promotion doing it once again. He's been doing it for 30 years. You can't, I mean, uh, it's it's a
2: skill. It was only two months ago that Jeff Jarrett was the special guest referee against, (laughs) and and again, it was another moment where people were like, Whoa, what the fuck, Jeff what Jarrett? What is he doing does he have to, Yeah, why, why Jeff Jarrett? What does he have to do with the Usos versus the
4: Street Profits? Mm-hmm. Why that are we pulling Jeff sense. Jarrett in here?
2: And so... And then, again, he also, the day before that, or day after that, excuse me, after that, he wrestled Ric Flair.
3: In his last match. I can't even... How do you even get into these places? Then WWE like gave him like an executive position for a while. Like he was back, he was yeah. in the building, and then um, he wasn't. And now,
2: right? And yeah. he was let go pretty much as soon as Triple H took over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the thing I didn't put together was I forgot he did team with Jeff or with Jay yes. Lethal in that uh, Ric Flair match. final match. Mm-hmm. Didn't even put these two together yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> the fuck is Jeff Jarrett doing here <laughs> so it was like he made an appearance in AEW or so that's what we thought and then yes. Tony Khan tweeted afterwards nah Jeff Jarrett is in he's here executive position with mm-hmm. AEW he is mm-hmm. um director of business strategy I mean okay so, <laughs> so my wife asked me yesterday because she saw me react and she's like what is the significance of this and I said Babe, let me tell you the significance of this. Why Jeff Jarrett being in AEW is just wildly Jeff My
3: world.
1: (laughs)
2: And
3: my world played. (laughs) When my world played, I was done for. First
2: off, no, no, it was before my world played. When he said, and you can choke on that. I'm like, don't you say slap nuts. Don't you say slap nuts. And he goes, you can choke on that. Slap nuts
5: listen and then my world played
2: my and world I, and i, I was thought, done. oh my god everything has all come together like i yeah. went
3: right back to 2003 tna uh, in the uh, week i mean like choke on this slap
2: nuts was wcw he pulled yeah, it all together uh but he did so jeff jarrett i was talking about how my introduction to jeff jarrett was 90s world wrestling federation Yes. Right with my baby tonight. J E double F J A double R E double T. Um, that was my introduction to Jeff Jarrett.
3: Yep. same.
2: And then <laughs> Granby says, "Wee
4: woo wee."
3: How does it? Like, what is that song? He could take. He's taking that song everywhere. It no Japan, matter where he goes, it he's like, "Here's my CD. Put my song on right now." <laughs>
2: I am picturing Jeff Jarrett walking in with the CD, and just be like, "Hey, the the it.
4: no, like world they're like you can just send CD,
2: like you just send us WAV files. Like, nah, I got it in my car. Like, gonna... no, I'm
3: not gonna let like, so, technology ruin my world, baby.
2: So Jeff Jarrett leaves the World Wrestling Federation, '96, mm-hmm. I believe, yep. goes and works for WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, works in angle with uh, with Four Horsemen, Mongo, Mongo. yep. And then uh, returns to the World Wrestling Federation in 97. And, like, you want to talk about guys who got the bag. Uh, so, first off, Jeff Jarrett returned to, to in 97. They had him do a couple of shoot promos. Um, yeah. They did the sit-downs with him where he was talking about um, that he's back in the World Wrestling Federation. And he's returned for Shawn Michaels. And Steve Austin and Bret Hart, and it was like they did, they taped those before Survivor Series '97, but didn't run until after. So I was like, "Well, you kind of missed yeah. out on Bret Hart." Yeah, he's but um, he comes in and kind of flops, almost like right off the bat. Yeah, um, nobody liked
3: know. any of that shit.
2: Yeah, nobody liked any of that shit. Mm-hmm. He ends up in, with Southern Justice, and uh, but I will say '99. Or the end of 98, 99, when he lost the the hair match to X Pac, mm-hmm. and he had to get, shave his head. I will say, he did kind of a one eighty as far as like notoriety was concerned. To me, I know WWE never likes to I mean, you um, gotta give talk
3: Debra up Deborah a little bit of credit too.
2: Yes, Deborah she... got him over. Are you kidding me? The mm-hmm. the puppies, mm-hmm. um, was it? So, um. Debra got him very over Mm -hmm. to the point of where, though, he was really over 99. He He was was so hated by WWE fans because he'd come out the fans would cheer for Debra. We want puppies, which is such a crazy chant when you think about, like, literally you just have fans just chanting, we want to see titties. We want titties. that, that is an interesting. That thing. was a
3: chant all the time in 98, 99. We used to hear that the every the week. The chant
2: went to like 5 Like yeah. there'd just be two women having like a banger match at that point, and the
3: crowd chanting, "We want puppies. We want titties." I haven't yeah. really thought about that for a long time. That is wild. Oh my <laughs> god, we want titties. Like women are out there fighting their lives out, and the crowd's just like, "We want titties." Like what, dude? Nasty. <laughs> I know. Wrestling is the fucking worst place ever. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Sick revelation right there. Yeah. Mm. And so
2: Jeff Jarrett, though, he ends up in what was probably his most storied feud in 99. Yeah. Which was his feud with China. He is the Intercontinental Champion. He beat um, uh, D'Lo Brown. After Mark Henry turned heel and uh and all of that. So he's the intercontinental champion. He ends up in a feud with China. China is extremely over at this point. Super to the point hot. of where, yeah. China was extremely hot. However, what was most interesting about that was uh China was, of course, still tied to Triple H, mm-hmm. and, but it was like, but she's getting so over as a babyface, and it was so weird to have her like feuding with Jeff Jarrett earlier in the show, and then, but like in the main events, accompanying Hunter, and it's like, but we were just cheering her, and now we have to boo her because she's helping mm-hmm. Hunter cheat, um, and so what was interesting was that Jeff Jarrett, of course, had his. Good housekeeping match at No Mercy 1999 against China, where this was the first time we ever heard that uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett managed to talk somebody out of the bag. hmm And that was where, um, I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong on this story, but if I remember correctly, Jeff Jarrett was the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. But his contract had expired. Yes. As intercontinental champion. Mm -hmm. He was scheduled to face China at no mercy. But wasn't under contract. And Mm -hmm. had no obligation to come in there. And like... Had no obligation to come in to lose to China.
3: They wanted him to come over, but over China. With no contract. And he has their belt. Yeah. And he has the belt. (laughs)
2: Yes. And Jeff Jarrett in his... I would say most the his biggest achievement bag moment as the story is told that he went into Vince's office an hour later came out with a smile mm-hmm. and apparently talked Vince out of three hundred thousand dollars yeah to do this one match to drop the title to China
3: finesse her <laughs> finesse, bro 300k to lose a match
2: to to lose to China mm-hmm. and that was it and then he would never be seen again. You don't have to worry about me again. I'll give you your title, but you have to pay me. And he did. And he went to WCW. And
3: I just thought about on the last episode of Nitro, Vince comes on the show. Oh and my! Fires God. Jeff Jarrett. Double T, on...
2: double O, double <laughs> N, double E. Gone.
3: Three hundred K. I would have did the same thing, honestly. Yeah.
2: So yeah, then. Jarrett works WCW. And again, talks WCW into making him the guy. Yeah. And he becomes the main eventer of WCW. They gave him the NWO. He gets NWO silver and black. Mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett becomes the guy.
3: Ooh, the ship was sailed by then, boy. I tell you.
2: And then Jarrett doing his thing. um, Yeah, Like I said, he was the top guy of WCW. got multiple world championship reigns out of it. And then WCW is purchased. Vince McMahon is like, I ain't fucking with Jeff Jarrett. Fuck that guy. Get him out of here. Jeff is gone. So Jeff manages to, he gets family together, gets all of the boys together, and is like, we're going to start up a new branch of the NWA that's basically going to center around me. Yep, (laughs) I'm going to be the champion of this promotion Mm -hmm. and it's going to make me the biggest star and it's going to be NWA TNA. But that isn't the biggest finesse he pulled off there. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Because you see, somebody had to finance this brand of pro wrestling. And that man managed to talk Dixie Carter, who had nothing to do with pro wrestling prior to this. (laughs) Nothing. Zero to do with pro wrestling. Mm -mm. And talked her...
3: Just a nice lady.
2: (laughs) Yeah, talked her into getting her father in Panda Energy to basically endlessly fund money into this promotion. Yep. Again, Jeff Jarrett, ultimate finesser. Ultimate. Got all of this money into starting a promotion that was really a promotion to celebrate him as a main eventer. Mm Mm-hmm now well, eventually grew beyond that they ended up hiring a whole bunch of people including yeah. Kurt Angle and somehow he even has Kurt Angle's wife away from him because Karen Angle is more famously now Karen Jarrett uh and so
3: what a guy man
2: but and then again he leaves TNA he starts up
3: GFW
2: which Again, stop I'm not sure stop wasn't a partying
3: po- and following you. They'll follow you and then they'll unfollow you and then they'll follow you again. And they'll unfollow yeah. you. If you know the history of G <laughs> of that promotion, you know that too. Cause I don't know what
2: <laughs> things are weird. And somehow GFW, I'm not convinced it wasn't anything more than like a Ponzi scheme, right. but he somehow with GFW uses that to convince Impact to <laughs> merge yes merge gfw which doesn't like they had done those those tapings those few tapings of gfw shows and then somehow talked impact into a merger of gfw and impact the show for a little bit for like three weeks was called gfw impact
3: mm-hmm. and
4: <laughs>
2: this happened Vanessa.
4: this freaking happened
3: a nasser and then
2: the there's a nasty breakup he ends up pulling a whole bunch of stuff back Impact claims that they destroyed all of the original GFW footage. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he, Jeff Jarrett ends up going back to WWE. The guys he got $300,000 for one match out of. hmm And he gets a position with them, um, working live events. Pandemic happens. Um, he's out of a job for a little bit. Shows resume. He is... Um, what is it? It's a VP position of Mm -hmm. live events. Yep. Massive. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, whether or not you can attribute it to him, who knows? But live events went up under Jeff Jarrett. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's a hard thing to deny. Mm -hmm. But again, I just named pretty much every major promotion in pro wrestling since Jeff Jarrett's existed, and Mm -hmm. he's had a major role there. Yep. The only one I didn't name yet was AEW where he is now director of business strategy. Yeah, And who knows? I mean, if he had anything to do with the uptick in, in the upturn in live events last year, um, then good for him. Obviously something's, you know, that Tony Khan tweeted that, you know, he's going to be working with, with Mookie and with, um, uh, um, and Raphael and, and whatnot. And they're going to be, uh, well, and that's the thing. That's a lot of experience there. Rafael is- was the, Rafael was the live event coordinator for WWE for years, mm-hmm. and I mean he's been with the, the AEW. He's been their live event coordinator since day one. But that's the reason that AEW kind of had off the bat the experience to be able to you know get in the door and get these arenas and and do all of that because they had Rafael, um, and to have Jeff Jarrett now who had experience building the live event scene for WWE last year, and then on top of that. Um, you also have Mookie, who's just amazing with business strategy. Of course, uh, Mookie founded WrestleNomics and, and everything along those lines. So it's just it's a good team. Mm-hmm. And But Jeff Jarrett, oh, my God.
3: That you I know just... what's super interesting about all this, William, is after the all out, and we've been hearing it maybe for even a couple months before that, a lot of people have been saying that Tony Khan needs help up there. He can't do it all himself. He can't book. He can't do all this thing. He goes and gets someone who has seen, as you have described, every single situation you can encounter in professional wrestling at all angles. And he got him to come in and help and people don't like it. So what are you, I mean, what are you supposed to do in this position?
2: So here's the thing. Uh, As far as people don't like it.
3: I think they as think Jeff's going to come in and be the AEW World Champion and that's not I mean what's
2: and, and you know what though that's the kind of stuff that would scare me right like yeah. I I don't think he's going to do that right. but also like Jeff Jarrett We've and, seen it. We've seen him. <laughs> like remember when uh because I became a Jeff Jarrett hater around late 05 mm-hmm. and it was because Jeff Jarrett was yeah, I, I've watched Impact since the beginning. I think people should know. I watched when TNA Impact first showed up on Fox Sports Net. I watched it yeah. every week. They had the little uh, the Fox box. They mm-hmm. actually had a timer on screen when matches had a time limit. You could see it. That was actually kind mm-hmm. of a cool thing. I liked it. So you had Jeff Jarrett, who was world champion the majority of that time. There were multiple times he should have lost and
3: did. I know where this is leading to. So summer
2: of 05, There was a gap between FSN, uh, for those who weren't watching at the time. There was a gap. So, Impact was on Fox Sports Net and it moved to Spike. But uh, it moved to Spike in October of 2005. They left FSN, I want to say, at the beginning of the summer. So, there were a few months in there where nobody was, um, or where Impact wasn't on TV. And so, they started doing this online streaming version of Impact. I will tell you, that was the best stretch Impact has had. To this day, they have not topped that as a run as far as television was concerned, as far as what they were creating. Who knew that it was really just because Jeff Jarrett wasn't on TV, so he felt like, hey, I knew nothing. But they were putting on great stuff every week. I was really looking forward to the show. I was into that show. The very moment they got back on TV and they got on Spike, Jeff Jarrett becomes champion again immediately and they hire Vince Russo and I was like what are you guys doing mm-hmm. why did you think that the show you were doing online wasn't working that show was great right and you decided we're, well now we're on TV let's put Jeff Jarrett back on and uh let's also like they took away the thing I was enjoying most in Impact and TNA and they instead gave me more Jeff Jarrett Mm -hmm. and more Vince Russo style booking. I don't understand. I I still, to this day, do not understand what the motivation behind um, all of that was. It was just so, but that was Jeff Jarrett, the performer. Yeah. But again, kind of like Hunter, right? Like Hunter, Mm -hmm. the performer, when given the opportunity to be on top was always on top and it was obnoxious, but People love Hunter the Booker. People love right. Hunter the businessman. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, I'm not. If Jeff Jarrett's going to remain on TV, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't, don't I don't,
3: yeah, I don't want to see him on TV. I don't, I have no interest in this. If they're doing building to a Sting and Jeff Jarrett match, zero interest in that. But if he's going to come and help expand business, I'm all for it backstage. But, seeing him with the guitar every week is not i'm not <laughs> I oh can't. he left darby in a pool of blood too <laughs> he did he did yeah yeah i yeah. can't see that every week though is where yeah. i'm at.
2: can't see that every week mm.
3: uh, um bag he got it
2: yeah he, he did <laughs> jeff Jarrett again the the ultimate the ultimate bag getter so yes. then we got an announcement uh so it was announced last week that there was going to be a sit down with renee and uh and Soraya, and Britt, and then we didn't get that um, mm-hmm. because uh, one of them wasn't in the building, <laughs> and so uh, they. I mean, and, and I get it. It's because um, all of a sudden, and you've heard from people that these these weeks where they're doing both Dynamite and Rampage are tough.
3: I have heard uh, from people yeah, <laughs> that it's that they're
2: rough. T- yeah, that they are tough. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening now is that it's like almost like a brand split in a way, except not fully, but it's kind of like a, okay, so we'll have some people work Dynamite and we'll have some people work Rampage and we're not necessarily going to call everybody to both. Right. Everybody's not going to just
3: show up to Dynamite just to be there anymore. It's like, we're going to bring everybody that's specifically needed for the things.
2: Yes. With the so live page Brit is working rampage this week. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some, some shifting, but Soraya did say in this segment that uh, when she's asked by Renee, are you cleared? She said, um, I've been cleared by a lot of doctors, but there's one more doctor that I want to talk to.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, what does that mean? What does uh, that mean?
2: Yes. What does that mean? Um She's going to tell us next week, though? No, but we know what that means. The yeah. one doctor she wants to talk to is Britt Baker. And yes. she's going to tell her she's cleared. And mm-hmm. we're going to announce that they're having the match at Full Gear. Soraya versus Britt Baker. We're actually getting Super exciting. three women's matches at Full Gear. Uh, it's going to be Britt Baker and Soraya. We're getting um, Jade Cargill and uh, Nyla Rose. And we did get announced uh, with a video package. Uh Tony Storm defending the interim women's title against Jamie Hayter.
3: Mm. Very exciting. Everybody's very excited about that match. Uh, all three of those matches are going to be heat, but the Tony and Jamie is going to go insane. Pay per view. They've been set up. Jamie's on this trajectory. The crowd's going to be
2: way into to Jamie.
3: Yeah, it's going to be. I was going to say it's going to be tough for Tony Storm out there because the crowd is behind.
2: I, I think I Jamie's going to win. Right honestly, I think she really. Is. Uh-huh.
3: Mm. But I just, uh, oh, man, it's so frustrating. See, this is where I get frustrated with everyone getting behind someone. And immediately they have to be the world champion just because we like them so much. Tony Storm's run.
2: I know. The Toni run that she's great. been
3: having is amazing. Like she, like like I've said before, everybody's talking about like Soraya coming in or Renee or whatever. Bringing in Tony Storm for this women's division has done more than anybody because she's been consistently every week doing what needs to be done to push this division forward. And that's just being out in the ring, getting time, having competitive, amazing matches. And she has carried that flag like no one else does. The only thing that frustrates me about um, Jamie Winnon is Thunder because it's like, it's this in interim championship bullshit that it's like.
2: Yeah, the part that's ah. going to bug me is that if Jamie wins, Thunder or, uh, Tony Storm's title reign never counted. Exactly. That, that would be annoying. But That's crazy. Um, I will say that Jamie Hayter would be, like the reason I say capitalize on her mm-hmm. right now is that she is the most organically homegrown talent AEW's had. And now I know people are going to be like, well, she's wrestled of other places. But I mean, as far as TV, the introduction to United States television is concerned. Or yeah. even just the nat- international television scene in general. Right. Jamie Hayter became known to fans via AEW. Right. She was introduced and the funny thing is, introduced to no reaction. Remember when she showed up at uh, when she got her all league graphic when she first showed up? Yeah. Okay, I mean she she had those couple of matches on um Dynamite in 2019. Matter of fact, I'm recalling Jamie Hader, if I remember correctly. Remember that one time Jamie had that match, and then she's about to be interviewed by uh Jen Decker backstage, and before she can talk, Brandy Rhodes comes in. And Pi faces Jamie Hader to the ground, and then points at Jen Decker, and then walks off. And that was the start of the Nightmare Collective. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. <laughs> it's uh, that's such a such a rare thing, mm. but uh, that happened in 2019. Mm. And then, of course, pandemic happened. We didn't see Jamie Hader much anymore. And then, once touring resumed, she came in uh, on the first episode of Rampage, and she helped Britt Baker. And all of a sudden, now Jamie Hader, uh is now all she's elite. The one. Yeah, but she was all elite, but she got like no reaction there. But it's been such a an organic rise for her. And, and
3: also, the Britt Baker thing hasn't been like you're going to give her the belt before you tie the the Britt Baker loose end sounds kind of weird to me. You know, because that though? loose that end hasn't been tied. What's what's it going to work? I guess Britt can turn on her eventually.
2: Well, so this I'll, is what I, I would you. do. The- this is what I would do. So, uh, a lot of people have been comparing this to the Triple H Randy Orton story from two thousand four, mm-hmm. where Orton won the title even while Hunter was the top guy, and gotcha. then they turned, and then Evolution turned on. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right direction to go if you have the patience that WWE did not have at that time. They did not. Like have I remember Meltzer reporting WWE is ready to have the next. Rock and Austin. Yes. That was the way the story came out. Meltzer reported that they're ready for it and they think it's going to be Orton and John Cena. And it was like they took their time with Cena, but with Orton, they were like, no, it's got to happen like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so they just like put the belt on Orton, turned him babyface. None of this worked. Right. Do that with some patience is how I would, uh, what I would do here. Okay. I would go with the. Like, I thought there would have been potential to the Orton and Hunter stuff if, like, you spent weeks of Hunter, like, having to watch Orton yeah, be champion. Yeah, let Orton
3: be the champion, not do it the next day.
2: The, like, yeah, the next day. That was why it. that sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had had Hunter for weeks, basically, mm-hmm. like, kind of side-eyeing Orton, like, yeah, yeah, I got your back, man. You're my guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, slowly but surely setting Orton up for failure before right. ultimately turning on him. Mm -hmm. In this case, same deal. Right. Um, Okay, I can see it. Where you would have Britt acting like she's got Jamie's back this whole time. Like, yeah, I support you as champion. But in reality, she's like seething and Mm -hmm. wanting to eventually put the knife in her back. And eventually she does when it's time. Gotcha. Um, I think there's a way to do that. I just wouldn't necessarily um, do it as fast as Orton's yeah like don't don't
3: give Jamie the belt and then at winter is coming they're doing the Brit and Jamie thing like they need to be they need to build it for a little bit longer you think is what you're saying
2: yeah I would like to see like you know Brit has always claimed she's had Jamie's back but now that Jamie's the champ does she have the same support for I think you can do it yeah Um, I think there'd be ways but I think that's the fun way I would do it John Moxley faced Lee Moriarty
3: Mm mm-hmm yes he did this was fun i'm loving this okay i had a question for you i was thinking about this earlier will washington because i've been really into these world title eliminator matches and i didn't think i would be but john moxley has been on an amazing run and i think it's been established that these world title eliminator matches are cool has anyone won a world title eliminator match and gotten a world title match yet
2: uh Riho be Riho B be Britt Baker okay and then went on to get a shot against Britt Baker where she lost at okay. Battle of the Belts
3: right that's a great thing I'm just leading to that when someone the great thing that John Moxley has been doing is when someone does win one of these it's going to be a big deal and I like that they've been doing these because John Moxley has been a present champion. All I ever care about is if you're the world champion, you're the world champion. I want it to be like the territory days like Ric Flair would have five matches a week of being the world champion. John Moxley is the world champion every single time AEW Dynamite is on. If it's Rampage, if it's on Dynamite, he's getting a match. He's in a, a title eliminator match. And when he's in these matches, he's putting these guys over. It's not all about John Moxley. No match is ever a John Moxley squash match. He gives these guys the the opportunities, to shine. He puts them over. At the end of the match, you're like, John Moxley could have possibly lost that, but he's a fighting champion, and you know he can't lose. I just like everything that's happening right now with this run that he's on. He's super well, fired. I, it's everything you asked for, clip. right? Because
2: yeah. your big beef with Hangman's hey run was that we weren't getting enough of it. You want exactly. to see the champ go as often as possible, mm-hmm. and you're like, they're the champion. They should be here.
3: Like, and I'm happy he's getting it in now because the next champion we know like <laughs> When is this guy ever going to defend the damn belt? He's never going to defend it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I love that Moxley is like a not nah, every damn week kind of guy. Yeah, and it's it's a good thing. Um, it's amazing. Moxley, yeah.
3: I, I think we said it before, but Moxley is my favorite AEW world champion because I think like like Kenny and Hangman had amazing runs, but Moxley is something different. I don't know what it is. I've said it before. I've seen him live at GCW. Something about the energy surrounding this guy is different man it's just different. i don't know what the hell it is i don't know what happened but he really tapped into something special like Mm -hmm. not a lot of pro wrestlers like exude the energy that he does in the way that he does it and fans are bloodthirsty for moxley man it's amazing i love it
2: um and they're pointing out that uh uh, a couple of other eliminators of course yamashita beat thunder rosa at mm-hmm. um princess this year and then also um eddie and Penta beat the young bucks um, oh. in that non-title match and then they went on to face the young oh bucks the that's right at, okay they faced him at road rager right and i know that because i was there mm-hmm. um ooh, and then another one it wasn't necessarily an official eliminator but they remember scorpio sky pinned chris jericho
3: right um, and then he went and then on he got the, a title match he got
2: the title match Gotcha. So, like, they've, they it's been an established yeah. precedent for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and they didn't start using the term title eliminator until Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega was mm-hmm. the first time they had used the term title eliminator. And right. that's been, uh, that was them since. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very cool. But yeah, so continuing on uh but yeah lee moriarty i want to talk about lee and yeah. that lee got the show out here lee he got to do um what he does best and that is uh, i feel like lee has taken advantage of every single tv opportunity he's ever gotten big fact and uh that's that's been a really cool thing to watch transpire mm-hmm. and i'm really proud of that and um i just i love that for lee moriarty he's gotten to face cm punk on dynamite Uh, He got to face Brian Danielson on Dynamite. I think the Brian Danielson match was better to me, but that's just because Brian Danielson is is the GOAT. Yeah, Yeah, but (laughs) but it's still very good. Um, (laughs) I got in trouble
3: for tweeting something like that before, so.
2: (laughs) Either way, I think he's the GOAT.
3: Um, Yes, Lee Moriarty's doing amazing, though. Like you said, every opportunity he's getting, and since – no one's surprised here. ever since he's been with Stokely. It's been upped. He's been more confident and it showed in the ring last night against the world champion. Immediately when he got in, he got face to face with John Moxley. If you watch Lee Moriarty from two years ago, compared to now two completely d- different wrestlers, he's doing a great job. And I hope this le- I- feels like this is leading to, he might be into some shit with Daniel Garcia very soon, which also gets me very excited. So yeah, I liked everything that they did here.
2: Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and then we had the uh, Billy Gunn birthday bash.
4: <laughs> uh Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay.
2: I didn't like this. I not uh, like Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was just too much. Um, yeah. I thought that it went on too long. Exactly, and that. I thought that there wasn't enough. uh, How do I put this? There wasn't enough emphasis on Billy Gunn's hands, like what happened to him. Like Mm -hmm. ultimately, he's like, "Oh, I'm still out here. I'm still having fun." Yeah, it's still the same thing. Uh, And I just thought it took too long to get to the point, which was the firm beating the shit out of yeah the
3: punchline didn't feel like i think that's what it was it felt like it didn't really lead to anything like if it led to that beatdown, but it didn't feel like we weren't looking for that beatdown because the whole time i'm thinking like when swerve gonna come like mm-hmm. swerve didn't have anything to even do with the segment so it felt yeah. kind of it felt kind of just there it's too long i don't in the middle of the show doing like i get it like giving it up to billy gunn like he should be giving you know we should be giving it up to billy gunn but just felt too long to me
2: yeah, it felt too long. And I just thought it didn't quite have the punch that uh, the National Scissoring Day segment did. I right. love National Scissoring Day. I thought that was a great segment. I thought everybody was on there. I thought this was a little too much and mm. um, almost like too on the nose. This one wasn't. Yes, and this one uh, felt kind
3: of forced instead yeah. of just like having a great time out there.
2: Right. And then FTR, of course, made the save after the firm beat down. Uh, and that was that. We then got a tag match. We talked a little bit about the fact I mean not a tag match, we had a one on one match. There were no tag matches on the show, what I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. about. Um but we had Chris Jericho versus Colt Cabana, he defended the title. Um you know, I feel like people were really quick to write this match off for one botch. Yep. Um and I hate that because I, I thought it. otherwise the rest of it was fine.
3: Yeah, no, I hate when they because that's like if it's a if it's supposed to be a quote unquote real fight, it's gonna get a little muddy in spots. Like every single spot doesn't have to be perfect, and then when every single spot is perfect, people are like, "This is too rehearsed. This is too choreographed." So you never can win, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: so like I, so, of course, it was them slipping off the top rope with um, yeah with Colt attempting the Chicago skyline, and uh, then uh, they went to commercial break and. I felt like they were fine from pretty yeah. much the time um, everything came back. Right, uh, fans were into Colt. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, for as much as I saw people kind of treating his uh, his appearance as a
3: um, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, well, no, I mean, so I, I saw a lot of people um, kind of saying, "Well, this wasn't spectacular, and this was hyped up," oh, and it's I see. like, well, I mean, Brian Alvarez kind of hyped it up because he got word of who it was beforehand but uh you but his point was right he said it was going to get people talking
3: it did it worked that is something big like that that's uh that's confirmed something big because yeah has been a lot of hype talking. around this right we
2: we spent time talking about it, about it on the show i right. absolutely think so um mm-hmm. but no i thought the match was fine um but it wasn't uh this it, was it, definitely
3: it, the worst of chris jericho's uh yeah it, it, roh title defenses
2: yeah at worst i'll say it was fine yeah um i think people were so kind of stuck on that one botch of them falling off the top rope that i think they kind of brought every all of the and, and i love down.
3: i love colt cabana but he's not like you know he's not like the mr five star frog you know five star match he's not about that he's more about comedy and so for him to this is fine i think for, yeah. for
2: you know what billy said to me though my son mentioned and i i was very surprised by this so chris jericho wins the match with the Codebreaker, mm-hmm. and my son is like chris jericho never wins with that move that's not a finisher and i was like wow in your lifetime it has never been a finisher I right. was like son that's chris jericho's wwe finisher actually mm-hmm. that's a move he did use to win matches and he's like, he hits that move all the time at AEW and it never wins. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like right. if you're a little kid, like my son, who's eight years old. So really the last like four years of wrestling from 2018 on has been his most, uh, that's what he remembers the most about pro wrestling right now. And so for him, of course Jericho winning with the Code Breakers a lifetime ago. That's mm. just some shit he does in the middle of a match and it's always one, two kick out.
3: Right. The false finish.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you've been watching wrestling just for the last four years, why would Chris Jericho ever win with the Codebreaker?
3: But that's cool, though. I think more matches should be like that. I like Billy's reaction. Like, I want to see Sami Zayn win with the Blue Thunder Driver. I want to see them win with their signature moves sometimes, just to establish mm-hmm. that maybe this false finish is going to be the end of the match. It just helps. Yeah. So this is going to help the Codebreaker in the future because people saw him beat somebody with it.
2: Yeah, I could see that too. I was just surprised that my son saw it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then had a three-way for the All Atlantic Championship. This was the best match of the night. This was fun. Yeah, this was very fun. Um, Orange Cassidy, the All Atlantic Champion, defended mm-hmm. against Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix.
3: No, Phoenix is there. I'm I'm all in. <laughs> I like yeah. this. This was fun. I did. I liked it. I love the jungle Jack run in. I love that he came in. He did that cross body box. That looked very scary. It looked like the, the table almost hit him in the face. It was very scary at points there. I um, like Orange Cassidy's run right now. Honestly, I think him being the champion. I think it's like since that Will Ospreay match, he's been pretty on fire. Like, I think his matches have been pretty heat. It's crazy.
2: I think. Every criticism of Orange Cassidy at this stage is completely
3: invalid. How could you even criticize this guy at this There's point? A, He's all I don't it.
2: I think it's completely invalid now. I think like what can you say about Orange Cassidy now? Where um, like I know people were saying the shtick has gotten stale. He's not really running with the shtick anymore. He, he is it. like going into all of his matches at, with intensity now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen
3: like did well, he do it at all last night? I'm like uh he did the kicks from...
2: to ray phoenix to start okay. and then um and and ray played into him ray was like oh yeah look he's kicking me <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so that was pretty much it otherwise orange cassidy's been like starting his matches with fire now right um as far as the the criticism of oh well he's too small except like look how ripped orange cassidy's gotten i mean he's always been ripped but like that guy's fucking shredded now yeah uh I don't know. I mean, like, his All-Atlantic Championship win um, did some huge YouTube numbers. He's, like, po- proving he's a draw. Yeah. Um, His matches deliver. And, like, even the people who are like, but he's still a comedy guy. In what way? I, I, Is I, he? Because he brings really... a
3: backpack? Like, he has some comedy elements, but he's not a comedy wrestler at no. all. No.
2: Like I'm like, when people are like, well, this is the, he's the equivalent of Santino Morella. No, he's not. No, He's not even not, not even close. <laughs> not even close. I hear that all the time though. I, like I said, uh, every criticism I hear of OC online is like, I feel it, it, it has been invalidated uh, at this point. And now I think it's even invalidated by the fact that like you hear from like the Jim cornets of the world who are like, uh, uh, can you believe that this respected wrestler has to work with Orange Cassidy? And now you're hearing respected wrestlers around the world Asking to work with Orange Cassidy, who are
3: absolutely saying one I of love- the <laughs> most respected wrestler wrestlers would kill to have a match with these respected wrestlers. One of the most respected wrestlers in the world said, I want to have a match with Orange Cassidy. He
2: said two people <laughs> Brian Danielson.
3: So who I, still have I been- just said is the greatest of all time. Yeah, no, I still haven't uh I'm still in my and- feelings about all this. It's crazy. Orange fucking Cassidy. Mm -hmm. What? What?
2: Yeah. So Orange Cassidy, of course, he retained the title. Um, But I I actually did enjoy this match quite a bit. The match Um, was awesome. Yeah. And but the aftermath of the match was something I didn't see coming at all. I thought Jeff Jarrett was the thing that um, Brian Alvarez was talking about when he said something big was going to happen on the show. But. Nope shibata's music hits (laughs) what (laughs) and like that was a thing from uh forbidden door i forgot about that Mm. was something that after forbidden door i was like uh maybe we'll do shibata and orange cassidy next year maybe orange cassidy goes to new japan maybe something along those lines happens did not even consider
3: that i'm still confused (laughs) honestly i'm like what I was, I think we are all kind of waiting for Suzuki because they were building the internet folklore now. Is this match with Orange Cassidy, Minoru Suzuki that was supposed to happen? Never happened. It's been in the air. They've been telling Tony to book this match. So I was watching this match expecting. Minoru Suzuki to come out at the end.
2: That's what I thought. go
3: hype, it was going to be great, and then Shibata comes.
2: Yeah, I thought this was going to be a Kazanina Ray night. Like, yeah, and I then thought. when it,
3: so it's all happening. He gets in the ring. He has a stare. And I'm still sitting confused. I'm like, is he is Suzuki? Is he going to sign the contract for Suzuki? Like, I don't know what's going on. And then Orange hands him the contract, and he signs it himself. And I'm just like, what? How? What? What do? You... <laughs> yeah. And it's going to happen on Friday. What, <laughs> yeah, I'm still very confused about this whole thing. I'm excited, and then he said he also wants to wrestle Brian Danson. So, bro, I'm just
2: I want to talk about the wildest segment of the night, though, which <laughs> immediately, came right after following this. immediately following. They're like, and now let's go to the back with Tony Schiavone and Rick Ross. And like, we heard Rick Ross was going to be there. As a matter of fact, I'll leave a report that i had heard back in the summer and i think i told you guys right yeah. that rick ross was in discussions for making an AEW appearance um that i will tell you why i didn't report that at the time that sounds fucking outrageous that sounds the same when you <laughs> tell us I was,
3: uh, why what is will talking about what? i
2: know i was like <laughs> rick ross i remember i told my brother-in-law about this and he's like come on, man. Rick yeah, Ross, right.
3: no fucking
2: way. Rick Ross coming in. And like, as when time went on, I thought, okay. Th- my chain was being pulled, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. No goddamn way wow. that Your that was, was happening. I think good. I remember telling you in our group chat that Rick Ross was like, like, maybe there was, they wanted him, but I can't imagine that there's like, that it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, Rick Ross
3: right to rick ross swerve and tony Schiavone. he was excited too.
2: he was having the time of his life during that darby and uh aj lethal match
3: the big cheese in with the phone camera out i love it amazing yeah. man having such a great time they go to the back he starts he goes immediately into promo mode because he's a a, a hip-hop artist that's probably watch wrestling as a kid so he's into the you know he's hella funny he does what he did last night on the internet all the time we love his videos because of exactly what he did right here and so um <laughs> i don't know why when keith lee came and i'm like are they gonna fight like i got vibes of like what if we had rick ross versus keith lee though like
2: My God, though, Rick Ross was into (laughs) all of this. And, you know, he's like, we got to keep it positive. Uh, Mm -hmm. When Keith Lee comes in and Keith Lee points out that, hey, you cheated against Billy Gunn. You cheated last week. And I feel like it's not even a feel like thing. I need to point out to people. Keith asked the question there that a lot of people have not been paying attention to. um, Because everybody was so wrapped up in how good Rick Ross was doing. Mm -hmm. But Keith Lee asked the question. He said to swerve. Who was holding your camera? So, um, Yo. that was a thing that Rick Ross, uh, I mean, that was a thing that Keith Lee asked, kind of slid under the radar there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was because Rick Ross had owned this segment. Right. And, you know, we didn't that,
3: forget, I forgot about the story. I was just like, damn, Rick Ross did such a great job. <laughs>
2: Uh, yes. accusations. accusations accusations, False yes.
3: accusations Amazing I loved it Every single part of it Rick Beautiful Ross being in wrestling just fit like a glove So easily I can't like <laughs> It's amazing it's great
2: I can't believe Ross was here I can't believe this actually happened Rick Ross is, <laughs> Ross <laughs> is Like I said I was shocked because Again uh, and shout out to True God because he pointed it out first on Twitter um, that Rick Ross was in the front row. He he tweeted, yeah. he was like, uh, I think Rick Ross is here. I see him in the front row. And this is before the show had started. Mm-hmm. And my brain immediately bent, went back to what I heard in the summer about Rick Ross like in talks to do a thing with AEW. Because like the original thing I heard was that it would be at all out and um or around all out. Mm-hmm. And then when it didn't happen, I was like. All right, maybe Rick Ross just isn't happening.
3: <laughs> Here he goes. Here he is. Speaking of people being in the front row, we uh, when Jericho did his promo and he tried to call out Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson was just like, "Don't, don't put me in this." <laughs> 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 lamar
2: jackson was at ringside too fans, was like there that too. took people out of the the moxley match
3: yeah um
2: because they saw lamar jackson at ringside and were like they what could the not hell
3: control it <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> they're
3: like that's so, our quarterback <laughs>
2: uh and then it. continuing on with dynamite we saw jade mm-hmm. cargill very quickly dispose of Marina Shafir.
3: And that was also an amazing transition going from Rick Ross and Swerve and Keith Lee to a clip of Bow Wow and Jade on the shade room. I was like, bro, what is going on? I know.
2: Yeah, that's the thing I want to talk about right now is like, (laughs) I've already been feeling. And guys, I'm going to big up Swerve. It's going to happen forever. I gave the guy wrestler of the year in 2017. Um And, like, you should know at this point, it's a thing I do.
3: He's number two on my list, too, because I'm cloudy, baby. And and in
2: 2017, half the people went, you gave it to Swerve, or you gave it to Shane Strickland. Who the hell even is that? And I'm like, trust me. You saw what he did in 2017. He was the guy. Match with Matt Riddle for the uh, MLW Championship. Phenomenal stuff. But anyway, I've already been feeling like he is the guy in terms of... Um... Hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry, my wife is wondering where the car key is. It's in my oh, pocket. Okay. Um
3: <laughs> thought you was getting a scoop.
2: Uh, here, it's right here at the bottom of the stairs. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there in a sec. Anyway, my thing with Swerve is that he is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who have transitioned from WWE to AEW in the last, uh, pretty much since the start of AEW. I would say FTR probably belongs in this conversation, but there's been a select few who I would say raised their profile in transitioning to AEW. At Mm -hmm. best, you could say they probably have an equal profile. Some did lose, but like... It's really hard when WWE is the largest promotion in the world to say that you raised your profile going elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe Swerve Strickland has raised his profile. When you think about him throwing out the first pitch at the Marlins game, you think about him being on Sirius XM with DJ Who Kid, you think about... um, The Grammys. The Grammys. Do you think about him being with Rick Ross? All of this stuff. And he's still going in there, and I think still also as a performer doing the best work of his career. I think that he is... I think he has raised his profile as a performer.
3: Facts. Number one, about to be world champion, setting himself up for greatness. I mean, we, we've we been talking about it for a long time on this podcast, a very infamous clip of me saying he's really going to get his shit off when he gets out of there. He got out of there and really started getting his shit off. No one's really surprised. But honestly, it's even more than I really even expected. I mean, we've seen Kevin Gates and uh dj who kid and and all these people that i never even expected to be seeing on a pro wrestling program that are excited to be in pro wrestling that are excited to be alongside swerve that are excited for everything that he's doing i never thought i'd see rick ross on a tv wrestling show having a great time and swerve is a part of the reason why that's happening so even beyond what i thought he was just going to do as a great wrestler he's brought so much more to the table in AEW that it's just amazing to see. So we're gonna keep up to it. If you hate it, uh we're gonna keep it's gonna get even worse from this point, honestly. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um and then Jade Cargill, she had a match with Marina Shafir. It was a short affair, but it was really about Nyla on uh doing live commentary in the building. <laughs> um and
3: what can uh, we say about Nyla Rose honestly? Yeah.
2: Like I, I know that there's there's one particular person trying to make a big stink about this on Twitter, but like, dude it was a two minute and 20 second match. The fuck are we even doing here? And finally in the main event, we saw Samoa Joe take on Brian cage guys. I forget how good Brian cage is. Um, I would even say that Brian cage was better than Samoa Joe here. Um, Brian cage. He's actually good.
3: I like this match.
2: I did like this match as Ooh. well. Um, I probably wouldn't have put this in the main event just because of the uh the stature of the Ring of Honor world title match. Right. But Brian Cage did what he was supposed to do.
3: He did. He,
2: he did was it. very good here.
3: He did uh he showed why Brian Cage is Brian Cage, that pump handle thing he did to Joe where he flipped him like no one does Joe. Like what they're saying on commentary, no one does Joe like that. Uh, he did all the shit. Get Mr. Get My Shit in. That was Brian Cage right here on display, going ham, being a powerhouse, doing all the wild shit he can against an opponent that usually like he usually he does this against a lot of guys, but seeing him do it against Samoa Joe is super impressive. I like the way that they've been using Samoa Joe in whatever positions they're putting him in. They know that he's a big deal, they know that he's gonna deliver in whatever position that he's put in, and he did it here. But you know what the bread and butter of this whole segment was at the end the Samoa Joe got the victory over Brian Cage is immediately attacked by Khan and um I always forget the other homie's name. Teo Bishop Khan, by the way. Bishop Khan and Teo. Which is a great I mean I
2: like, love that. Honestly, name. Yeah, yeah. I think they added a lot to it by adding mm-hmm. Bishop to his name.
3: Right. So yeah, they came and attacked Samoa Joe. The big homie Wardlow makes the save, and then the bigger homie comes in, hits that big spine buster on Wardlow, leaves him laying on the mat, Pitch that TNT championship up, raises it to the sky. The show ends. The big homie, your next TNT champion, respect it. You thought I was crazy to talk about swerve. Wait till Will Hobbs wins this championship. You're not going to be able to tell me shit. I'm probably going to be crying like a little girl in the front row of whatever show it is. Yes, so be prepared
2: for Are it. Are you gonna make it the full gear? Because I think that's when it is.
3: No, he better not. You better hold <laughs> Look, Hold off until California. I don't care. Just milk it. Do whatever you need to do for two more months because we need it here. Tony Khan. Yeah.
5: Uh,
2: the only other things I wanted to bring up were um so I thought it was a middle of the road show. I like I'm not gonna go off and say like I'm not the type of person that thinks that every AEW show that doesn't deliver is the worst show. Mm-hmm. I would say this was the middle of the road. The first hour was a little bit um, clunky, but mm-hmm. then I thought that a lot of stuff in the second hour was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I you know it's about middle of the road. Like if I were to grade it, I'd probably say like a B minus or even mm-hmm. like a C plus, but it's fine. Um, I didn't dislike it. It was just like I said, it had a bit of a clunky first hour and then um, picked up in the second ratings are in uh did 911,000 uh 0. .29 rating uh which was good for number 3 it lost to the two NBA games ahead of it of course. Um, and of course the world fucking series yes. uh, was also on TV mm-hmm. so that's that um this was actually above the first show of November in 2021 so you're good considering
3: it- the damn world series is on yeah. Year over year, it
2: it was actually up 1%, so not by a whole lot, but uh, that's it. That's ratings. Check out Brandon Thurston in WrestleNomics. Subscribe to WrestleNomics if you're not subscribed um, to them because they provide a lot of great content. But otherwise, folks, that's it for this edition of... Uh, actually, no, it's not. I'm like, we
3: got through all the super chats? Like, uh, I want to
2: make sure I get through the super chats. Uh, this mm-hmm. one from Bugaboo Jones says, haven't watched Dynamite yet, so only dropping in for a minute. What are they doing with Eddie Kingston? He tried to light a guy on fire a few months ago, but <laughs> now people are concerned about his temper? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's they're like, setting up something cool with Eddie Kingston. I think it's just a slow burn.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, it would have been a quicker burn if they
3: had not uh, <laughs> let him. Yeah, if they let shot. him set
2: anybody on fire. Uh, and then we got Black uh, Phoenix Brand uh, says, "Let's do this." Oh, I didn't get the whole message. Uh, well, too late now. Uh, it says um late tuning in but i wanted to get this question in maybe it's the tennessee in me and the fact that i grew up watching him before his wwe days but can anyone explain the hate for jeff jarrett that wrestling fans seem to have again it's the tna run um i think that he was on top in a time where he didn't feel like a top guy uh and There were so many guys that people wanted to see pushed in that promotion like he won when jeff hardy should have won he was kind of a a oh yeah i thought
3: your thing earlier was leading to monty brown monty brown Brown. yeah monty brown that was Mm -hmm. another
2: one that people wanted to see win um raven Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of guys at that time period that people wanted to see on top and impact and they just didn't get to see it because jeff jarrett uh and like it is nice that AEW in its existence hasn't quite had anybody in that role yet mm-hmm. of like a guy who's in a huge position of power who is holding the belt hostage like Kenny was the closest but people were screaming for Kenny to be champion yeah not seriously. wanting him to like people were saying maybe he should win at full gear last mm-hmm. year like I don't think anybody has
3: done it like Jeff Jarrett has done. It's like so different because his like like even when Kenny did it like his hands weren't in as many pots as like Jeff Jarrett's hand like this cut like impact and TNA existed because he got the money and like he was just so connected and for him to not give it up for so long. It wasn't like he just it's just like you knew he wasn't supposed to be in the positions because there were guys better than him and he was doing it felt like a lot of it was out of spite so I think that's why people like are connected to that so i think he'll be able to live it down though he's done a lot of things that that people are just yeah. like ah, that's jeff jarrett
2: yep but that's it for this edition of day after dynamite tune in tomorrow at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific um for a brand new edition of grap city and that'll feature myself and media man righteous reg um until next time though folks peace